Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, every Sunday, Pastor Brad, that wouldn't be bad at all. Like Easter and baptism, every, every Sunday, that wouldn't be bad at all. Um, let me give you a couple of things. This week, we're so excited to uh, host our annual conference for the North Carolina District of the Assemblies of God. So we'll have about 400 pastors and spouses and different things uh, all over the state represented here. How that affects you is we're going to open up the evening services or the district's going to open up the evening services on Thursday evening and Friday evening. So uh, Thursday evening, our very own spiritual father of the house, one of our spiritual fathers, Pastor Rick Ross, now our district superintendent, is going to be bringing the word. So uh, y'all come out. It's going to be amazing. And then on Friday, Hal Donaldson, the founder of Convoy of Hope, who's one of our strategic missions partners, is going to be bringing the word amazing worship. So encourage you to make that a part of the week. I want to preach a word uh, this morning that absolutely in my spirit, listen, it may be for five people in the house this morning, um, but you're going to need it. If you don't need it this morning, you're going to need it. And I don't mean to prophesy doom over your life, but we just go through stuff. And so I want to preach a word about God's provision. And uh, the title of this message is God answers you on the day that you crash. On the day that you crash. Have you ever been in a car crash? Uh, that's not fun, right? I mean, no matter, hopefully it wasn't severe. And, uh, but the same, same type of emotions whether it's a fender bender or all the way to a severe, and obviously the, the emotions escalate with the severity, and I get that, but there's kind of the, the two rounds of that. You have the initial shock, right? Like the initial kind of surreal, wait a second, what just happened? Who just hit me? The, the, that that kind of surreal moment in the beginning, and then you have the aftershocks of that, of just dealing with you know any medical things and police reports and insurance companies and, and all of that type of stuff. Uh, when you crash have you ever have you ever been involved in a life crash same emotions right you have you have the initial wait a second what's going on here how do I process this you don't even have the words to verbalize the emotions that are going on inside of you and then and then you have the aftershocks of that the this morning here's what I believe that God is absolutely saying to us it's straight from his word in Psalm chapter 20 Psalm chapter 20 is that God will answer you God will answer you on the day that you crash you can crash for a variety of reasons you can crash because you were running too hard for too long dads have you ever been here you the the out-of-town business trips are piling up and before you know it, you've missed the third sporting event in a row. And the very, the very thing that God has given you to provide the provision for the people at home or the very people that you're not seeing the provision get to you. Have you ever lived in that tension? Like, God, thank you for the job and thank you for the uh, promotion and thank you for the ability to, to give, pro provide things for my family. But now I'm not, and now I'm stressed out because I'm not seeing the people that you're providing for. Uh, college, college students you got finals coming up and you've got maybe college senior you've got graduation on your mind 
and but you you're happy about graduation and you're not happy that those college loans are coming in and you're trying to save for a, for a ring and you're you've got all of these different all of these different things and you've just been running so hard for so long and then you crash you can you can crash not for bad reasons you can crash for good reasons you can crash because you were flying too high have you have you ever been there like you come off a holiday uh, Easter, Easter is a time of celebration, and maybe you had 18 people over at your house, but when they all left, and you're looking, and the pan that the ham was in is now in the sink, and Dawn is not doing its job, because there's still all that stuff in there. Like, it was fun, and you were the risen, the risen Savior. You just need resurrection power to do the dishes. It's what you need after everybody leaves your house, and... You know, sometimes, sometimes your, your biggest spiritual crashes can actually come after your greatest spiritual victory. Elijah shows us this, right? One of the greatest men of God, great prophet, for, prophets of Baal, fire of heaven, prophets of Baal defeated. And then he ends up, he ends up running from the enemy, hiding, asking God to take his life because he, cra he crashed. You see, you have all of the, all the emotion. Maybe you just walked through a, a wedding season and, and you're, you know, a, a child got married and, and you're celebrating. You had all that emotion and all the adrenaline and after that you look around and your your house is empty and your bank account is empty and you're you know all of these just processing all of these different things so sometimes we can crash when we've been flying high when we're coming off of victory you can crash because somebody else hit you I don't know if North Carolina falls into this category but there are states that are uh, it's an insurance term. They call them no-fault states. And I'd just like to say that's not true. Somebody's, it's somebody's fault. <laughs> You're just minding your own business at the stoplight. I remember, you know, 1980-something, you know, outside of Emlinton, Pennsylvania, we were at the, went to the mall. My, my friend got a, a Philadelphia Flyers hat. I don't know why he did that. It should have been a Pittsburgh Penguins hat, but he got a Philadelphia Flyers hat. We're sitting in my dad's 1988 Chevy S10 Blazer on Interstate 80 headed back west, and, and there was an accident up in front, in front of us as we were just stopped there in traffic, and I remember seeing the tractor trailer in my rearview mirror as my eyes just slow motion. It slams on its brakes, and the trailer jackknife and like a fly swatter, just bam, 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 and the, the chain reaction of that. But you can, you can get hit. You weren't it. You didn't wake up. You didn't wake wake up saying, I'm going to get hit today. You didn't wake up saying, somebody's going to break up with me today. You didn't wake up saying, I'm going to fail a final today. You didn't wake up saying, a doctor is going to call me with not the best news today. And so sometimes you can get hit just because something in life hit you. You can, you can get hit. You can crash because you were careless. Like you didn't, you didn't mean to crash, but you probably didn't put enough safeguards in your life to keep you from crashing. You can crash because of road conditions, which I think plays into every other crash in my life. The 1988 olds of my dad's that I crashed and my, my 1983 powder blue Chevy S10 pickup that I crashed and my uh, 1993 Ford uh, pickup truck that I crashed. See, I'm going to blame those on the road conditions and and the ice and the snow and just navigating through all of that. You can, you can crash because you've been carrying too much. 
single mom trying to navigate paying the bills and holding down two jobs and helping with homework and, and wondering how they managed to teach third graders that in math when you're pretty sure you didn't get to that until like a sophomore in college but now you're and how do how do I do all this and then and that you know that day you know that day right that day when you crash that day when you crash because you've been you've been putting on the smile and you've been trying to hold it together for the kids and you've been trying to convince yourself that everything's okay but but that day that day comes and it's that day that you crash and it's the it's the day that the tears flow it's the it's the day that the temper finally flares and you take out all of that pent up anger and pent out aggression on somebody that you love and they didn't even really do anything like it was just one little thing but you had all of this inside of you and it just it comes out and it's tears and it's anger and it's frustration and it's that it's that day it's that day when you want to wake up and live somebody else's life it's that day can I preach this to somebody who's watching online this morning that you didn't have the emotional energy to get out of bed and you flipped on something just saying, God, please, I need a word. This word is for you. I speak into your emotional energy level in the name of Jesus. You know those days, those days when it's hard to leave the house, those days when it's hard to put on the smile, those days, God answer you on the day you crash. Here's how God answers us on the day we crash. Psalm 20. This is out of the message translation. I love the, the vividness of this language. It says, God answer you on the day you crash. The name of God of, of Jacob put you out of harm's reach. Send reinforcements from the holy hill. Dispatch from Zion fresh supplies. Exclaim over your offerings. Celebrate your sacrifices. Give you what your heart desires. Accomplish your plans. Here's what God's up to. God is putting you out of harm's way. So, so a, lot of, a lot of different superhero movies, a lot of different uh, superpowers. Anybody excited for Incredibles 2 coming out this summer? I'm excited about second round of this good movie but a lot of a lot of these movies a lot of these superhero movies avengers and different things you look at the superpowers and you're thinking man well that's cool but that's not realistic you you don't walk into your living room hey alexa uh, I need some armor and like all your armor comes and fits on you. You don't start scaling walls and different things like that but but this superpower the the incredible's mom I've I've seen this one Absolutely, I've seen this one. Walking down the grocery store aisle at Harris Teeter, mama, and your seven-year-old is 10 feet behind you and goes to grab an extra box of cereal. Wapow! Grab like... I'm like the kid on the tricycle in the first Incredibles. I'm like, did anybody else just see... Did anybody else just see that arm extend beyond the realm of possibility. I've seen it in kitchens when, when mom is helping with homework here and cooking dinner here and everything and the toddler comes in and reaches up for something hot. Again, bam, like, like fifth eye in the back of the head and reaches extend. That's real. That is a real, I don't know whether you prayed for that. I don't know what, I don't know if you did like seven rounds of yoga that morning. I don't even know. But do you know that that's what, that's what God does is he, listen, 
This is for somebody this morning. You got yourself into a mess and it's your fault, but you think that God can't help you because it's your fault that you got yourself into the mess and you think it's your responsibility to get yourself out of the mess. God says, I'm stretching for you. He says, I'm stretching for you. He says, there is no hole in your life that you've dug yourself that's too deep, that the power of the stretch of God, y'all, God's grace stretches further than you think it does. God's love stretches further than you think it does. Come on, somebody give him praise this morning because his power will reach into your circumstance. It'll reach whether you deserve it. or That's what grace is. It's the stretch of God that will grab you and snatch you and put you out of harm's way and say, enemy, get your hands off of my kid. I got him. Boiling stove isn't going to spill over on you. I know. I know you got yourself into it, but God's going to get you out of it. Second thing that God is up to is he's sending reinforcements. He is sending reinforcements. I remember watching the movie Saving Private Ryan when it first came out. Joe Phillips and I, one of our staff evangelists, and we were in the theater, Starlight Cinema, and it was in the afternoon. I remember it clearly because it was not only the power of the story, but it was the audience that we watched it with. It was, there were a lot of veterans in the house. And re, them reliving that story and the emotion and the power of that moment. But if you've seen the movie or if you haven't seen the movie, it's Ryan is the private who was sent over in the, in the war and his four brothers pass away. And so they have to deliver the news to his mother and his father one, two, three, four times. And they say that that's not going to happen again. And so they send in... Uh, a platoon to, to save Private Ryan, to pull him out of the war. And it's the, the final battle scene there as they're battling uh, uh, in, in this, this final scene. And Tom Hanks is the commander. And, and if you remember that, he's badly wounded. So he's shot. Um, his hand is trembling. They're about, out, they're about out of supplies. They're about out of all of this. And he just kind of slumps down. There's a Harley Davidson motorcycle that he just slumps down. And all he has, he doesn't have any grenades. And he's bleeding and he's trembling. And he's just, he's just all he has. All he has is a pistol. And, this, and a, pistol, a pistol can work in cer certain circumstances. But a, but a tank is coming right toward him. You ever, you ever feel like that? You ever been, not only are you wounded, not only are you out of whatever kind of energy that you need, but you're pulling out and you're just shaking. And you're just shaking and, he, and he just, he's shaking and that, that tank is coming towards him and just, he knows it's not going to fire around and of course the tank is coming and shaking and he's bleeding and he fires another round and he's shaking and he's bleeding and the tank's coming and he fires another round and the and the tank and the tank blows up and he kind of he kind of has this like he kind of has this moment of like looking at the gun but knowing that his help did not come from within and he looks up and sees the reinforcements have you have you ever been there where the enemy is just marching against you he doesn't care what kind of emotional condition you're in he doesn't care that you're wounded he doesn't care that you're tired he doesn't care that you're out of money he doesn't care that people are yelling at you at work he's just marching and you don't have any emotions and you don't have any ammo 
but on a Sunday morning, a choir sings a song about the help of God, and you have the strength to lift your hand. Come on, aren't you thankful this morning that all of your help, he's sending reinforcements your way, church. He's, he is the Lord of the angels of heaven's armies. And just when you think that your ground attack is out of ammunition, is out of, uh, out of everything it needs, he swoops in with his strength. He's sending reinforcements. Oh, and by the way, he's dispatching. He's dispatching to somebody in the house this morning. He's dispatching a fresh supply. You know what one of the worst days ever is? It's the day before grocery day. <laughs> it's like you go to the cupboard, nothing but crumbs in the bottom of the cinnamon life box. Those are your, ki those are your kids. You made them. It's your fault. Eat, eating all your cereal, eating all your food. Kids, friends coming over. They don't even know your name, but they eat you. They eat all your food. <laughs> the day before grocery day. Lord, what, what's going on here? Well, how am I going to make? But I tell you what, when that, when that, the next day, when that Chevy Traverse pulls up in the parking lot, and my amazing wife has been to BJ's and has been to Target. And has been to Aldi. Yes, all in one day because that's how she rolls. And when the, oh, can I preach about a fresh supply? A fresh supply. Come on, it's, it's grocery day, y'all. Like it may only last for 24 hours, but there's something about opening that refrigerator and just. <laughs> fresh supply. There's something about a fresh supply. There is a. Uh, there's there's a, a station down at the South Pole in Antarctica. It's called it's called Ice Cube. Tell your neighbor not that Ice Cube. Tell them to get their get their '90s playlist out of their mind. This is this is a station that's called, so it's run by the University of Wisconsin, and uh, it's a it's a quote city. It's about a half a mile in diameter, and it goes a mile and a half deep down straight down into the middle of the South Pole, and they have researchers and scientists and. Uh, uh, maintenance workers, and uh, they actually have psychologists there, which I think actually would be a really good place to open up a counseling practice, is when you have 150 people a mile and a half deep at the South Pole. There are, there are going to be issues. There are going to be a lot of issues. So um, the doctor, one of the doctors, actually not at this station, but a neighboring station one time performed an emergency appendectomy on himself because he was the only doctor there. And so, and so it gets like uh, negative 100 degrees before the wind chill in the winter. So, uh, by the way, the sun, the sun sets in April and doesn't rise till September. So you've got negative 100 degrees. 
the counselor. Remember the counselor that I talked about earlier? And, and, and so you've got, you've got that. You've got it, the, the sun rises and it gets up to, it gets up to a, a balmy negative seven degrees during summer. But you can imagine just the challenge with getting supplies in. It's a 72-hour flight to get to this ice cube station there. It is, it is, the, the planes can't fly in in the winter because all of the hydraulics will freeze and everything. So think about you've been there for months. Think about, you, you talk about the who, who ate the last bowl of cereal argument going on in that, in that location. Think about the day when they wake up and think, it, this is supply day. This is supply. I think that's what Sunday ought to be. I think Sunday ought to be supply and reinforcement day. I think we ought to walk in. Man, I feel a little bit depleted. My God, but there is a fresh supply. Uh, the enemy's been on my emotions this week, but there's a fresh supply. And by the way, I'm not in this by myself. I got my brothers and my sisters on my left and my right. So maybe you don't need this message this morning, but somebody else does. Can you let the person next to you know, I got you. I'm your reinforcement. I'm standing with you. Something about a church that offers the supply of Jesus and reinforcements around you. That's what God is up to. By the way, God is also exclaiming over your offerings. Every time you write that tithe check, every time you really wrote a check, a physical, like, numbers, and he wrote, okay, or every time you give online, every time you, you give mobily or whatever, that here's what God is doing. God is exclaiming over your offering. So single mom who's thinking, is it food this week or is it the tithe? When you write that, when you step out in faith and write that tithe check, God says, okay, now I can step in. And he begins to exclaim. He begins to exclaim his blessing, exclaim his, some of you, uh, may say, well, I don't feel like I'm living in the exclamation of God. Maybe you feel like you're living in the comma of God. No, God is exclaiming. Maybe you haven't provided anything for him to exclaim over. Now, that's not a source of guilt. That's just saying, but you can. Like this week, you can begin to step into obedience because God exclaims over your offerings and, and he's celebrating your sacrifices. I feel like God wanted me to remind somebody in the house this morning that God sees every, he sees every sacrifice you make. He sees the extra mile that you go that nobody else knows about. He saw this week the extra time that you spent in your prayer closet. He saw the financial sacrifice that you made so a relative could have a step up in life. He saw, he sees it. He sees it. If nobody else sees it, if nobody else says thank you, God sees and he sell. L listen to this. God doesn't just see. God's celebrating right now. God is celebrating your sacrifice. He's given you, he's given you what your heart desires. This is how crazy good God is that even on the day you crash, the spirit of God is still working to give you what your heart desires. Now you say, pastor, I don't feel like I'm getting you. I'm getting what my heart desires. Could it be that God is saying, I, I allowed the crash. I didn't cause the crash. It hurt me to see the crash, but the crash is causing the desires of your heart to change because the desire that was in your heart was not a good desire for your life. And God loves you too 
much to live the next 20, 30, 40 years living out of a desire that wasn't the best desire. And so what God is doing in this crash season is he's changing the desires. He's changing your taste buds. You remember when you didn't, when you were a kid, you didn't used to like kale. And this is probably a bad example, but it was the only one that came to my mind. But all of a sudden, like kale that's in a smoothie and it has a lot of strawberries to cover up the flavor of it. But God is changing. He's changing your taste. He's changing your taste buds. That's what God is saying to somebody. He's changing your spiritual taste buds so then he can deliver to you what your heart desires and it will be in line with what his heart desires and he's accomplishing your plans. Again, this is crazy. While you're crashing, the God of heaven is working and he's accomplishing your plans. He's delivering fresh supply, fresh energy, fresh provision, sending, sending in reinforcements. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.